One of the big games uh, in week six of the high school football season will feature the Catoctin Cougars, uh, who who travel to uh, Walkerville High School to take on the Lions. And uh, here to talk about the game and all things Frederick County football is the head coach of the Walkerville Lions, uh, Joe Polis. Welcome in, Coach. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we didn't have you on before the season, and we wanted to, so so glad we're able to make this work now. It's, it's kind of hard to believe the season's already we're past the midway point of, of, of the nine-week season, right? Yeah, time really flies. I mean, it feels like just yesterday the season was getting started and how – Halfway through October, right? You guys are a four and one right uh, right now. Yes, four and one. How, how do you think the season has gone so uh, far? So far, I think the season's been great for us. Um, you know, we had a tough loss at Linganore last week, but you uh, felt you held held your own in that one. We felt like we held our own. Um, they're definitely a great team, but we also feel like we had some opportunities to make some big plays, and we just didn't make them. So we've been working all week, uh, just trying to get better, trying to you know iron out our identity as a team, and. Uh, just get ready for the the stretch run of the season. What what have you really liked so far? Uh, so far, I mean, I, I love our, our defense. I think those guys play hard. We're very fast on that side of the ball. Um, offensively, you know, we've we've mixed in some play action passes, throwing the ball a little bit more this year, and also a little bit more effectively than we had, especially last year. Um, we got three great running backs that we rotate in: Josiah Jones, Mark Merica, and Josue Longa. Uh, Nick Edwards has done a great job at fullback. A couple other guys, uh, Nate Wolf and Devin Bruner, rotating in there. It, it looks like a typical Walkersville team. I mean, you guys, when, when you're at your best, you typically always have three or four really good backs, uh, could pass the ball a little bit, play really good defense. I mean, it seems like the DNA of, of your good teams is there with, with this group. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I think we do have the, 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 the blueprint or framework to, have an out, to continue to have an outstanding season. Um, I think we just need a little bit more experience, especially big game experience. And uh, last Friday at Linganore, you know, it was a big crowd, a uh, great atmosphere. I think we grew up a lot as a team that night. Yeah, you guys are number one in the 2A West uh, region right now, and, and that's a region that often produces when you look at the Damascuses, when you look at the Middletowns, when you look at the Oakdale, that when you look at you guys uh, back in uh, 2016, it often produces a state champion. Yeah, it's a tough region. Definitely, uh, you know, the history of the region, it's been great. I, I don't think this year is any different. Um, if you look at a couple of teams you do have losses. You know, there's not not one uh, standout team. So, you know, eight of the 11 get into playoffs. And I think, you know, once it's all said and done, whoever's playing the best at the end is going to win that region. Well, why, why do you think this region has produced so many state champions? What, what is it about? about it? Can, can you explain? Well, it? I, think, I think especially from 2A, you know, you look at you know, Frederick County football, I mean, it is outstanding. You know, it's, it's very well known in the state. You know, if you're a 2A team and you can, you know, survive games against – you know, the, some of the bigger schools, Linganore, you know, TJ was very strong for a while, Tuscarora, um, you know, you get, go through games with Oakdale and Middletown and, you know, Urbana, you'll be ready for the playoffs. All right. What, what, what needs to get a little better? What, what, what haven't you liked as much um, so far this season? For our team? Yeah. I, I would say some consistency, um, making sure that we execute, execute all the time. You know, we hurt ourselves against Linganore with some mental mistakes, uh, some, some – really costly penalties, um, things like that, just just executing our our style of football for four quarters. How would you describe this group uh, to someone if, 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 if they showed up at practice one day and said, hey, tell me about your team, Coach? How well, would you describe this group? I mean, we really like our team. I mean, all of our coaches, we have a great coaching staff. Um, you know, they're hardworking. I think we're a pretty tight-knit unit. Um, 
the guys also, you know, we, when we practice, it's fun. You know, the guys will will laugh and joke around at the at the right time, and they get down to business when they're supposed to. So it's been, you know, practice has been fun. They go by quick. Um, it's just it's just a great group of guys to work with. This group has been together for uh, a few years too. Maybe not like your uh, state championship group that was together for most all of youth football too. But but this group has been together for a while. It seems. Right, there is a core group of those kids, probably six or eight of them that have played together since they were small. Um, they've come up together. They're very close. Um, a lot of them have, have really improved through weight room, summer workouts. And uh, they're all, all those guys are really contributing this year. Uh, your your quarterback is a junior, right? The quarterback, uh, Andrew Strogo, is a junior. Right. He played a little bit last year, but, but this is his first full season of really being a varsity starter. Right, absolutely. He played in three games, actually three big games against Linganore, um, Linganore, Oakdale, and Middletown. Yeah, and, uh, three, three, like, state-caliber state, state <laughs> right. caliber teams. There. Right, and we just asked him to kind of manage the game, and mostly was hand all, handing the ball off and that kind of stuff. So this is really his first year of uh, of playing the quarterback position full-time, throwing the ball, doing all the stuff. And uh, he's played very well uh, so far early on, had a huge uh, – uh, game there week one against Tuscarora. Which yeah, is, I was going to say third, third and long in the second half there. Um, he, uh, the, the game's on the line, and he st- uh, dropped back and made it – put the ball right on the money, I, I believe it was, to, to, to Jay Cass, to uh, Cass. Uh, for, for the game-winning touchdown. Really, yeah. A really impressive throw yeah, for, absolutely. for, a, first, for a, a first-year starter. Yeah, absolutely. We started that game really strong, and we're in control. We Again, we lost our focus, had some miscues. Tuscarora's – very athletic. They came storming back. And then, you know, to our guys' credit, they had the composure to pull it together and then make that one last great play at the end, and then our defense held them. I mean, the the, the thing that struck me about that game was right away you guys answered the bell and, and you won a close game. You, you pulled out a game that you might not have won the year before when you were a little more inexperienced. Right. right? We, well, we absolutely did not win any of those games the year before. We were in probably four of them. And we didn't win it, any of the four. So. And, and that was the difference between a playoff spot and, and yeah, a non, was, non-playoff yeah, year, right? It was the difference yeah. between a 7-3, and 8-2 and two year and a 4-6 and six year. So, yeah, this year getting that big win week one, you know, at Tuscarora when they have, you know, one of the best players not in the, in the county, definitely in, in the state, in right? The state, Jordan yeah, Addison. Jordan right. Addison, and, you know, we, we were able to contain him. He had two huge plays, but he's going to have big plays. Yeah. We did, for the most part, contain him and – uh our kids, it was a it was a great win for our program. Right now, uh, you mentioned your running backs. Uh, tell us about uh, Josiah Jones, uh, a three year starter in your program. Right, Josiah, he's a he's an outstanding player. He's got a great combination of of size, speed, strength, agility. Uh, plays on both sides of the ball. Great outside linebacker. Um, he's having a big year for us, and uh, he's just he's just a great guy to coach all around. He was a freshman on on your 2016 team, which which took Damascus to the wire in, in the in the two A West final. Why why did you keep him on the varsity team as a freshman? Well, I mean, at that year, I mean, we had an outstanding team. Uh, we were we were very good at a lot of spots, but we weren't very deep at running back. Right. So we brought him up, and um, he did a, did a great job uh, on special teams. Did a great job in some second half of some of some lopsided wins that we had. He also got to spend some time around some some super senior guys who, who kind of taught him. And, uh, and that was part of your thinking, right, to get him around some really good players? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of taught him how to practice, how to be a varsity football player. And, uh, you know, he's done a great job ever since. He wasn't a running back coming into high school. Like he said, he became a running back when when, when he joined your team. So. Right, right. He, yeah, definitely. I'm not – I didn't really get to see him play youth football. 
Uh, he wasn't in. He Walker. was. He wasn't in Glade Valley now. He, he wasn't in a Walkersville youth program. So, uh, I mean, we knew he was a running back and a and a skill. He actually a defensive back his first two years on varsity, but we knew he was a skilled player right away. I mean, he's just a, he's just an incredible guy to coach. Right, and he's gotten bigger. It it seems too. Like every yeah. every time he shows up at practice, it seems he's he's a little bit bigger than yeah, he was. Yeah, he's got. Uh, I mean, he does work hard in the weight room, but he's also very blessed. Uh, and yeah, he uh, he is a big dude. Right, put together. Right. Yeah, you mentioned Nick Edwards too. He seems to personify a, a Walkersville football player, <laughs> a, a, a Walkersville running back. Just that he gets those tough yards right in the uh, middle of the field. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're a big uh, fullback trap team, and he runs that play to perfection. He's 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 very quick and fast. He runs it perfect. He knows exactly how to hit the hole. Um, he's a tough kid. He's a great, also a great middle linebacker. He's been on varsity for three years, and you know, he's just done a great job for us. Uh, Josue uh, Longo, you mentioned too. Uh, he's he's new to your team this season, right? Josue moved into the area, I, I would say, late in the summer. Uh, just really joined our program in August. Uh, he was he was a player on Quince Orchards Junior Varsity last year, and he, his brother's also there at our school as a freshman. And he's brought some excitement to our backfield. He's a he's a super uh, kid, hard worker, runs the ball great, and you know, he gets better uh, each and every time he touches the ball. How are you guys up front? Because all Walkersville teams, all good Walkersville teams, have a really good offensive line and, and a really good defensive line. How, right. how are you guys in those areas? Oh, I feel like our offensive line is developing. Um, you know, it's led by Alex Rice. He's a two-year starter. Um, Hunter Palak also also a two-year starter, as well as Ben Hartman. Uh, those guys bring back experience from the year before. Tommy Jones has d- jumped in and done well. Uh, Mike Embry's been in there some. He got a little banged up. Uh, Dane Wallace was doing a great job at center. He got injured, and we just recently threw uh, Andrew Brooks in there. He's been great. So uh, I feel like our offensive line is good. Our defensive line is fast. Do most of those guys uh, do both, or do you have, no, do you have, they different, don't. have we, different groups we try for to, both? We yeah. try to keep our offensive line guys off of off of defense. Right. Tommy plays uh, some defense, and so did, and Andrew Brooks plays defense. Right. I can't overlook your uh, wide receivers too, and uh, Brett uh, A. Hold and uh, Jake Hess. Right, so. and those guys have been great. They were they were returning starters from last year, uh, explosive playmakers. Um, I don't have their exact stats, but they both have had big big games. Uh, um, yeah, Jake, big, of course, <clears throat> as we mentioned, caught the winning touchdown pass against Tuscarora. So, right, and, and Brett Brett I think had some big catches for you against Ligonor too. Right, so. Brett was yeah had some big catches against Ligonor also. Uh, Against against Liberty and Seneca Valley, right. And if you look at Walkersville play, you, you might notice they have a pretty big and fast tight end too. Absolutely, uh, we we got a sophomore uh, named Jeremiah Franklin. Yeah, uh, he's about six three, probably about two ten, uh, tight end. He's caught numerous balls this year. He's done a great job. I mean, he 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 was a receiver on JV last year, and uh, you know we knew we had some senior guys coming back, and we wanted him on the field. You know, he jumped in there and done a great job at tight end. Um, and he he's he's a home run hitter there. Um, so you know if the defenses aren't you know aware of where he is, he's going to get behind him and make a big play. Right, linebackers and secondary. Um, where are you there? I think we're, I think we're doing good. Uh, our, our secondary again. Uh, Jake Hess and Brett Ahalt played there last year. Malcolm Holman is, and Bryson Witcher are doing a great job at corner. Uh, like we talked about, Josiah and Nick Edwards have, are anchoring the, the linebacking core along with Nate Wolf. Those guys, our defense has been been really good. You know, I mean, we gave up a couple plays against Lingenor in the first half, but we held them three points in the second. Yeah, half. holding Lingenor to seventeen on the on the road's not a bad defensive effort at all. Right. So especially with their with with you know how big they are and what what their running game is going to be. Yeah, so, absolutely. Right. 
It, 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 we were talking about this uh, just over the last couple of weeks, and I've talked about it with other coaches too. It doesn't seem like there's a team in Frederick County this year that's that far in front of the pack. It seems like everyone's good, but 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 sort of right right there with each other. Right. The last few years, there's been a dominant team going back to Middletown, and then Walkersville, Oakdale, Linganort have all taken their turn being that dominant team. This year, it's pretty much up for grabs. I feel like anybody can beat anybody on any night. Right. It's just going to be depend who's playing the best down the stretch. Does that help you as a coach and give you confidence as a coach? Because you could preach to your kids like, hey, we, we, we can win this game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the kids, you know, they look around and they know. I think they really believe that, you know, we could win against anybody on any night. As long as we play well and, you know, execute our game plan, I, I believe we could beat anybody. Right. And now you guys are getting into the real teeth of your schedule here. I mean, you had Ligonor last week, Catoctin yeah, uh, this week. Catoctin's 5-0. and then, then you have Fred, an improved Frederick High team. Right. And then you close the season with Oakdale and Middletown. Right. So you guys are right in the teeth of yep, your, the last, of your we, tough We've been schedule. telling them the last five games are are no joke. we got to be ready each and every week. Um, we got to improve each and every week because the other teams are working hard too. And it, it's going to be a battle down the stretch. Is there some pressure off your shoulders because like one loss isn't going to kill you anymore or two losses isn't going to kill you anymore in terms of the playoffs? Right, it definitely is. You know, you know. I mean, I mean, probably four. We're four and one. Probably four wins is is going to get us in the playoffs because what? What eight of the eleven teams eight in the region the, make it? Right. Yeah. And there's a couple teams with no wins. So yeah, right. I, I mean, the, there's not as much pressure. The 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 key thing is now to improve every week. Um, it's almost now kind of like a basketball situation where you want to improve steadily as the season goes. You want to play your best football, you know, weeks weeks right. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I mean, because Oakdale won nine games, I think. I think, and we're on the road against you guys in the playoffs in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I, I think they were unbeaten last year and didn't play a home playoff game until the state semifinals. You've been on the other side of it because when you're battling with Middletown. Um, in eleven and twelve, you had to go on the road and play those games. In, right. In, yeah, in the we were after despite your fantastic record. Yeah, so. we were nine and one in eleven and twelve and played away. Um, we were ten and zero in seventeen and played uh, the regional championship away. Right. We were eleven and zero. So by that the time we that just it. shows you how good this re- this region has been over Absolutely. the years. So you could win just about all of your you could you could win all of your games like Oakdale did last year, like you guys did, and, and not even have home playoff games. Right. So yeah. but but it seems like that pressure has gone away. Like even if you have a couple of bad nights, it's not it's not gonna ruin No, it's ruin definitely your it's not yet. the end of the world now. I mean right. it's not you just have to, you know, have that mentality is, you know, we gotta get if if you lose a game, forget about it. You know, get ready for the next week. And as long as you're get hot at the right time, you got a shot. Do do you like that or do you sort of like the edge like one loss can really hurt us? Well, I think it's a balance of both. I think this system is pretty new, and I think we'll see, you know, over the over the next couple of years how how it plays out. Because at the same time, you don't want a bunch of like mediocre teams, right? To eight, <laughs> you're right. right. It seems like at times four wasn't enough, but eight out of eleven is a lot, right? So I don't know if there's a balance in there, that right? Could, could well, be you reached. could see like a four and six team or whatever, like you could face oh, them in the, in the in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, right. last year we were four and six, and if you looked at how the 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 standings broke down, we would have been seventh. Right, so we wouldn't even we would have made it as a seven seed. Right, does the, the, the seeding even matter? Because you get reseeded after the first round. I guess it's I guess the first two rounds. Uh, the, the first two rounds. I I, I guess it does because you want you want the best possible path for those first two games. Right. I mean, if you if you can get one or two, you know you're going to be home, and you're also not going to have to. If say you're say you're two in the region, you won't have to play the number one seed until down the road because right. after the second round they, they redo it right okay yes so so seating is important and you guys emphasize that with your kids absolutely so, yeah 
So, uh, Katakton this week. I mean, it, it's a game that you haven't played, I, I don't think, for the last two seasons. I mean, you guys played every year until the last couple of seasons yeah. when the schedules got. Was it weird not playing them? In, it was. In? It was uh, uh, weird not playing Katakton. I mean, we kind of looked at the history. Walkersville had played Katakton for 40 consecutive years. And then yeah. the, the last two we didn't play. So, uh, we're looking forward to the, to the matchup. They're a very good team. We've been studying them, you know, all week in film. I mean, they're, they're explosive. They've got a great running back. Quarterback's very good. Two, uh, you know, two outstanding receivers, and then a couple other guys that are still solid receivers. So, you know, they bring a balanced attack and a, and a fast, aggressive defense. So it's going to be a, a, a tough game for us on Friday night. What do you think makes rivalry sort of a special thing uh, for for the kids? I, I think it's proximity. I mean, we're not very far from each other. Right. Um, you know, similar communities. You know, kids know each other, played each other in youth football all the years. So, you know, just, just that those factors make it an exciting rivalry for high school. All right. What are you, what are you, most, what are you most worried about um, when, when you look at Catoctin? I think, I think we're worried about, obviously, you know, they're fast and aggressive on defense. They have a good offensive line. Um, and, again, you know, their quarterback's good. Their running back's good. Their fullback runs trap well. He blocks well. And they've got some outstanding guys on, on the perimeter. So, <laughs> worried about all that. Right. Uh, well, what what are, what are the keys uh, for, for your guys uh, to win this game? Our, our, I mean, for us, we got to play uh, great assignment football. You know, we can't have dumb penalties. And when we have their opportunities to make big plays, we got to make them. Right. Uh, do, you, do you scoreboard watch? I mean, uh, uh, do you look at other games around the region and, and say this team did that? I mean, how closely do you follow that or how, right. how locked in are you? How locked in are you into just what you guys are doing? We're week pretty to week? locked in on what we're yeah. doing now. When we go back, uh, you know, in the coaches' office after the games, some of the guys have it on their phone. So I mean, we know who wins or loses. Right. Now, it's not something that we we study or we uh, right. really dwell on too much. But it's always fun to sit back in the in the office after the games and, talk, and you know. Right. Talk about who won or who lost right. that night. But but again, it's not as important because before you guys were crunching points and bonus points and all that stuff. Right. And it matters, I guess, in terms of seeding again. But but it's really not. Right. Really it was, not we were definitely crunching them in. You know, especially like two thousand seventeen. Us in Damascus, it came down to a couple of percentage points of that game being at Walkersville or over there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, is it fun to? It, it's got to be a lot of fun to play these big games. Oh yeah, that's what I. You know, we tell our kids this is. You know. This is why you, you lift weights. This is why you um, do practice hard. This is why you should play football. Nobody plays, you know, this is why we coach. Nobody plays for easy wins. That's, you know, for us, that's just, it's not that exciting. But these times when you got to play against a really good team, a well-coached team in, in front of a big crowd, that's what it's all about. Right. What do, what do you enjoy the most about the job? I mean, your your kids have, have, have left high school. I mean, you don't have to be doing it anymore, but, but, but you still do. Just what do you enjoy the most about what well, you do? I mean, I enjoy – first of all, I love the game of football, and I enjoy teaching that to, to our kids. Um, I enjoy the camaraderie with the players and, and being around the players. I still, you know, really love those guys, and, uh, and that, especially that, you know, 11, 10th, 11th, 12th grade age. Um, enjoy the, I love the camaraderie with our coaches. We have an unbelievable coaching staff. And, you know, it's, for me, you know, I want to coach as long as it's fun. And right now it's still a lot of fun. I was going to say, um, you don't see yourself stepping down anytime soon, do you? Mm, I don't. I mean, as, like I said, as long as I'm having fun and, and it's, it's enjoyable, then I'm going to do it. Well, was, was this always sort of your dream job? Did you see yourself sort of in this job 
way long before you even got it? Like when you, you were at Urbana and you were at some other places, did, was your plan always to get to Walkersville? Uh, I don't know if it was a plan. I mean, it was definitely it's definitely my home school and my community. So when the opportunity presented itself, I definitely took it. And um, it, it was the best thing that ever happened to to me and my family. It's just, right, you got it's, a chance to coach your kids. Right, right. coach my kids, be, be you know at the school with them and their friends. And it, it was – and it still is a great experience, you know, just being a part of the community that I grew up in. Right. What, what, what's the experience level on your team? Because high school football is a cyclical thing. You got, I mean, you can go through some down years if, if you have a lot of inexperience. Uh, just just where are you guys positioned? I feel like we have, uh, we have a lot of guys that started last year back. I think what we – so they have experience, but what we were lacking is that big game experience. I think we got a lot of that feel – last week against Linganore, even though, you know, they, they beat us a hard fought game. Um, I feel like we grew up against them that night, grew up. So I, each time we play in one of those atmospheres, I think we're going to get better and better. Right. Hey, everyone's sort of bummed out about the, uh, the TJ football situation. It's kind of sad to see a, a proud program like that going through, going through a tough time. Just, just how, how, how do you sort of look at that situation? And I mean, because you guys lost a game. I mean, now you're down right. to eight games. Just, just what are your thoughts well, on, I, on that you know, situation? F- first of all, we feel terrible for the TJ community, their coaches. They've got a great, you know, Bobby Humphreys is a great guy. Um, it's tough for, for their community, their school, their players. Um, we wish them the best of luck, and hopefully they can get that thing rolling again next year. And, you know, it's tough on everybody. It's tough, you know, for, for our kids to lose a game. I mean, even though it's – it's is a way tougher on them. It's bad yeah, for right. us. No, it's no, bad. we we know what you're saying. Yeah, it's bad for it's bad for everybody. So right, because because football is such a like is like a lot of people have said it's such a com- community event, and when you, right. when you don't it's, have those games, it, it's it's really right. It you're, can really you're, you're affecting far more than just what happens on the right. field. A football, you know, a great football season can really bring a community together. So yeah, they're they're missing out on that, and um, we you know we wish them nothing but the best of luck, and hopefully they can get that right. thing rolling again next year. Uh, in, in previous conversations with with uh, with you, you said you're like we'll see on the nine game schedule. Do you feel pretty good about it so far? Or uh, yeah, I think the I think the the book is still out a little yeah. bit. You know, especially now. You know, if you lose a game, now you're down to eight. I mean, those guys, you know, you put a lot of work in into you know the weight room and all that kind of stuff throughout right. the year, seven on seven summer workouts. You know, now you know we only get eight regular season. Yeah, it games. Like it really shortens the season. Doesn't it shortens it, it yeah. up. Yeah, it shortens it a bunch. So. You know, hopefully we can get a, a, a good couple playoff games in and, and, you know, kind of stretch it out so the kids get more games. But it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, a couple times there's been some, some pretty big blowouts, one versus fours. Now you're going to get one versus eight. Right. So I think that's going to be interesting. Right. It, it always seems from our perspective that the season moves really, really fast. I mean, uh, it's, it's week six already, and here we are uh, in, in October. Does it feel that way for you, or is it like being in the day-to-day side of it? Does it go? Does it move a little slower? It's a little bit of both. I think when you look back, like when we played Tuscarora, I mean, it seemed like that was a long time ago. Like the seasons, are like the weeks roll. But when you're when you're in the day to day, you know, kind of kind of you know, school practice, you know, preparation, all that kind of stuff, you know, kind of it, it might slow down a little bit. All right. Is is every day really different, or is that do you try and keep every day the same? Uh, we try to keep every day the same. I mean, each you know. Er, Every every Monday for us is basically the same. Every Tuesday is the same. Every Wednesday is the same. Every Thursday is the same. Because I really feel like you know it's it football teams do better in routine. Now you know this week was different because there was no school. 
you know, on, on a Wednesday, two hour early on a Tuesday. So it's been a little different. But I like to keep our players in as much routine as possible. Right. Do you worry about that heading into a big game like this? Uh, I worry about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I'm glad. Just because the routine's disrupted. Right. It is disrupted. So I'm glad that we're getting back to school tomorrow. You know, tomorrow's practice will be just like last Thursday's practice, and that'll be good for yeah, us. Yeah, back to back to your normal week. Back to our normal starting week. Starting tomorrow. Last week you had a big game, but it was at Lagonor. This week's game is at is, is at, at home, at yeah. your place. What's what's the buzz like in the community this week? Uh, it's and, big. It's uh, our homecoming, um, so it, there's a lot of excitement for that. You know, there's a parade. You know, a, it, one great thing about Walkersville, it's, it's you know, it's a it's an actual town with one high school, and so you know they do a lot of neat things. And there'll be a parade. You know, the a fire, parade. Okay, right, yeah. We'll parade every every time for homecoming. Um, we'll have fireworks at our game. You know, the fire trucks will be there. So it's a, it'll be very exciting. We're black on black uniforms, which we do for every homecoming. So it'd be, you uh, do what? Why, 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 why the black on just, black? I mean, we came up with that a couple of years ago, and the kids really like it. It's just all you know. We got, I guess we took it off from the colleges as our alternate right. uniform game. So when you, did you have one uniform when you were playing at Walkersville? Did, did, <laughs> yeah. did, did you even have a choice for another uniform? No, there was no choice. Now, I mean. I was talking to with that to another uh, coach. It's almost like, you know, we have all these uniform combinations now and different things. It's, it helps build your program. You know, kids nowadays like that kind of stuff, and it draws interest to your program. And, you know, our numbers but, are, are better now than they've ever been. But so. you have to budget for that stuff too, right? Don't, <laughs> you, you, don't, you, don't you have to buy all those extra Yeah, you got a budget for yeah. it, and it helps over, you know, to be at the same place now for – you know, 10 years as the head coach, it helps, you know, budget money over those years. And we have some great fundraisers and the community yeah, you supports guys us. You do a golf tournament, right? We do a really successful golf tournament in June. And then we do, uh, we sell the fundraiser cards and we do really well with that. So. Yeah, cool. Well, we look forward to this game. Uh, it should be should be competitive and, and should, should be very good. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, Joe, we, we, we appreciate you coming in and best of luck the rest of the way here. Oh, thank so. you very much. And thank you for having me. When we come back here on the Final Score Podcast, we will swing around the county sports scene with FMP sports writer Joe Ferraro. Stay with us. Back here on the Final Score Podcast and joining me in studio is FMP sports writer Joe Ferraro. And uh, Joe, uh, we just talking with uh, Coach Joe Polison here on the podcast, and it's hard to believe the season is already past the midway point. Uh, here we're getting ready for Week Six, uh, all all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just the, just a lot of good uh, a lot of good weather. Uh, you know, th- th- thankfully it's made it uh, go by really fast. That's uh, that's for sure. But now you got a little uh, a little crispness in the air. But uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see how how things go. A lot, a lot of big games coming up this week. Yeah, no no doubt. And before I ask you about the Walkersville uh, Catoctin game, um, I wanted to swing a little bit around the football scene uh, with you. And last week you saw uh, Urbana beat Tuscarora. What were your impressions of each of those teams? Yeah, Ur- Urbana boy. Uh, you know, very. Uh, it's been a while since since I'd seen um, Eric Kohler play, but boy, he can he can beat you in in several different ways. You know, catching the ball, uh, running the ball. He's even even uh, when they when they go empty backfield, he's, he he does a, a admirable job uh, blocking there. So he's uh, he's quite the you know quite the versatile weapon and. And just that, just that running attack with, uh, you know, with the counters they run, uh, with not just Eric Kohler, but guys like uh, like Mikey Gonzalez, they're they're really um, effective running those plays. I mean, they run them over and over again, and everybody knows it's coming. When, but but when you have the line 
playing as well as it's playing uh, you know they it doesn't matter the you know, execution uh, if it's there they're, they're going to succeed uh, Tuscarora you know, offensively also also very uh, very very impressive uh, Jordan Addison is Jordan Addison uh, saw him play quite quite a bit last year as well R- running out of, out of the Wildcats uh, sets as his usual uh, versatile self but um, uh, also uh, Nassim Pacheco at quarterback it gives him another another uh, multi uh, threat athlete so so two two explosive offenses it's a lot of fun to watch with with Kohler, he's a he's a Division One lacrosse uh, recruit. He's he's, yep. he's he's that good in lacrosse. But how do you think this football season is sort of factoring into his uh, decision <laughs> for college? You know what? I actually uh, uh, asked him about that, and and he said, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm going to keep I'm going to keep all options open. You know, football and, and lacrosse. I mean, if I were to take a guess, uh, <laughs> I think. I think he's uh, he'll he'll probably go the the lacrosse route, but his ceiling's but, a little higher there, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, just uh, the total package there, you know, offensively, defensively. So so he's uh, got got a lot a lot of skills on a on a very good uh, good good boys lacrosse team. So 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 yeah. I mean, if I were to guess, um, he 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 would go with lacrosse. But boy, he can. He's a heck of a football player too. Uh, Brad Wilson, he he credited the lacrosse team at Urbana for sort of changing the culture of the football program. Right. Urbana had been really struggling, but now a lot of the lacrosse players who know how to win, who play at a very high level, they've they've uh, come over and really infused a lot of that belief into the football program. And, and I, for one, put a lot of stock in that. And, and, and it seems to be. Uh, rubbing off on the football team, the the success of the boys lacrosse program. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. That you know the you know the winning culture. Um, yeah, it it definitely carries over. Uh, you know that's that's for sure. Just instilling you know the you know the right habits, uh, confidence, just, uh, just right, confidence, yeah. uh, all those intangibles. Very important. I, I fully agree. Right. Uh, you seen Walkersville? Uh, uh, I have uh, this season. What were, yep. what were your impressions of Walkersville? I, I just the the amount of uh, the, the many options they they have at, at running back. I mean, geez, I mean, you know, nobody, you know, they don't, they never have to worry about about uh, fatigue. You, you guys, you got guys like uh, Josiah Jones and Nick Edwards who are who are in that backfield, but they play on both sides of the ball. And so when you got guys like um, uh, Josue Langa and then Mark Merica coming in and spelling those guys that I mentioned that running back and just that depth, I mean, whoever they put back there, you know, does the job. And, you know, I think that, you know, that offensive line that was a part of those those championship teams of the past, it's uh, it's really coming uh, coming together and uh, and allowing for them to 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 do that to have that that success on uh, on the ground a couple of nice receivers too and uh, Jake Hess and uh, Brett Ahalt too yep. So, yep. so so they're capable of making they're not a passing team or a passing offense per se but it seems no. like they're capable of making the pass when when when, when they have to make it with with, with Stroke and, and those receivers yeah yeah and and uh, you know it's not going to be uh, you know get the ball down the field but those nice safe uh, intermediate routes. Uh, they're, those guys are, are very dependable you know those uh, those 10 to 15 yard um, you know posts and and uh, and hooks and slants I mean they 
They're they're really uh, efficient uh, with that passing game. It seems like in a team like Catoctin, they're Walkersville is going to face a team that's a lot like them. I mean, that's predicated on an offense that's predicated on running the ball. They have passing ability. Walkersville's got, or excuse me, Catoctin's got some really nice receivers too, and Travis Fields, uh, Mason Clark is is coming back into the mix. Uh, you have yep. Eli, Eli Fry, and then but it all. It starts with the running game with uh, Carson Sakari and, and, and Jake Baker. Um, so both teams are good along the line. So it seems like you have two teams here that are sort of mirror images of each other in a lot of ways. Yeah, offensively, you know, um, definitely. Now, you know, from what um, – and I did see uh, Catoctin play last year. It seems like uh, it's, you know, same old uh, ex- explosive offense. Uh, I think the big test is, you know, how, how well – how well is Catoctin's defense uh, uh, going to play? Uh, you know, that's going to be the the, the big factor. Um, you know, with Walkersville and, and the offense they have, it, it may be the best test that you know that that defense has has had this year. And and uh, defensively for for Walkersville, um, in, in the past, you know, you had your you know two or three you know superstars that made all, all, all the plays now you, you can say that you know they have six seven guys you know go you know um you know pursuing and uh, swarming to the football it's it's gonna be a you know a tough defense to to crack i mean linganore only scored uh, 17 points uh against them so so we'll we'll, we'll see how katakton uh, can do against that walkersville defense it should be a fascinating matchup and katakton of course has uh jacob McElvain on their defensive line which should help him against that walkersville running game so yeah uh, i i think it'll be a very competitive game that that could go uh, either way yep so you and you and i were talking in the office um uh, just a, a night or so ago um the all area scene at running back is going to be pretty crowded <laughs> When, when you consider you have Xander McClure at Ligonor, who's off to a great yep. start. You have Carson Sakari, who, uh, who basically has 1,000 all-purpose yards and and, 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 Kohler. and 17 touchdowns uh, just past basically at the halfway point of the season. And then you have Eric Kohler, who's lighting it up for Urbana. I mean, those three. And then you have some other uh, decent backs uh, elsewhere in the county, too. So uh, running back seems to be the deepest position across the board in the county so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, your uh, you know receivers. You know, a ton of you know decent uh, you know receivers. Yeah, out yeah, there. yeah. But, but but it's it seems to be the the year of the running back. Yeah, this, this year. I think you have one really really good receiver in Jordan Addison and some some good ones behind him. And but running back, it seems like you could go any number of ways when you're when, when you ask who's who's the best running back in the county yeah, so. yeah. and you know walkersville has um has several capable ones i mean if if uh if they had to lean on on one you know you know one of those four that they give the ball to could could put up you know the same same kind of numbers you know uh, josh pratt over at brunswick uh, has had a uh, a pretty good year um, uh, as well. Uh, even at Frederick, uh, Chris Mativia saw him had a have a, a really good game uh, earlier this year. So, so yeah, a lot, a lot of good running backs uh, definitely in the county. Ligonor so far has real three really good wins. They have wins over Middletown, uh, Oakdale now, and Walkersville. Uh, they have an interesting game this week against the New Jersey State champion, uh, uh, Penn Penn's Grove. 
uh, a very highly regarded team. They're a smaller school, though, so so I'm not sure what sort of level of competition they typically face. But they could give Ligonor a real battle. I'm, I'm interested to see that game, too. Of course, you have the Middletown-Oakdale game yep. uh, that is seemingly could go either way and, and should be fairly competitive. So it feels like we're really getting into the teeth of the football season here. And, Certainly. And, yep. and, and you have some really important games this week with, with, with games that you're not sure about the outcome because it doesn't seem – like unlike previous seasons here in Frederick County, right. we we don't have a team that's that far ahead of the pack. It seems no, no, no. A lot, a, a, a lot of toss up games. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you top four or five teams if you if you have them, you know, face each other. You know, you you depends can't on say. The night, yeah. yeah, it depends on that and that night. Uh, you know, one team will have a you know commit a costly turnover or two, and and that's the difference in the game. That doesn't mean that team that, that lost is. Um, is uh, that much far beneath the the team that won? You have to say Ligonor is a little bit out in front of the pack just because of the nature of their wins and who they've played so far. Still have upcoming games with uh, Urbana. I'm interested to see uh, Urbana take mm-hmm. them on and, and see if they could challenge the Ligonor pass defense a little bit. And then Ligonor still has a game to play against uh, Tuscarora uh, coming up too. And, and, right. And that should be interesting. So, yeah, you have a lot of good games uh, still to still to play this season, and uh, and and pretty. It's interesting though, and I was talking about this with Coach Polis too. There's not as much pressure to win them just because most teams most teams are going to make the playoffs. Like one right. one loss isn't going to wreck your season like like it has for teams in the past. One or two losses. So. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and also, you know, you could say that you know all, all these teams. Uh, I've actually talked to a couple of athletes uh, uh, this year who have said, you know, everybody in the county lost uh, a lot so you know there's no pressure on on one team that has you know nine key returning starters and they're you know expected to you know to win as um, you know maybe you know some of those stronger Linganore or Walkersville teams in the past where you know you you knew they were going to go deep now you got a uh, you know a bunch of uh, a bunch of teams that have a, a lot of new blood and so you know they're uh yeah, the the pressure is not as much, definitely. Right, and we'll see how far they go in the playoffs. Damascus moved to three A, so so yep. that's a team that Ligonor would have to contend with uh, this season as they move through the state playoffs. It'll depend on the round, though, because uh, if they each get through their first two rounds, they'll be they'll be reseeded. So yep. Uh, so that's an interesting twist with the um, playoffs. Um, on, on the girls' soccer scene, it looks like Urbana's the team to beat. They had a good win over Middletown last week. I, I think Middletown's right there with them. It was a one nothing game. Uh, so Middletown uh, and uh, Urbana seems to be the team to beat on the girls' side, followed by Middletown, and then behind them you probably have teams like TJ and Walkersville and and and, and even maybe Tuscarora. Uh, uh, field field hockey Oakdale uh, seems to uh, to be really strong this season. They've already uh, clinched a spot in the uh, CMC championship game. A uh, volleyball Urbana is going to make a run in the state title. It seems that they're very strong, bringing. Uh, <clears throat> uh, bring most of their team back from it uh, from a squad that reached the state final last year and then and then we come to your area of expertise which is boys soccer and i i, I guess oakdale um is, looks to be the I, team to beat in the cmc so yeah far. i think so and you, you mentioned volleyball um, uh boy uh I, I i've seen a couple of those teams play so so you know oakdale and tuscarora also you know very very good teams it just uh depends on you know who who shows up to play. So so, so you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have Urbana in four A. 
You're going to have uh, Tuscarora in 3A and Oakdale in 2A. You should I, mention know, Urbana I, I in field hockey, too. Their field hockey Urbana uh, field co- yeah. hockey yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Um, so, so yeah, those uh, those three teams, boy, I, I mean, I, I, I could see any of those the, those three in volleyball going, you know, going very far. And, and, and then, um, as you said, you know, the boys' soccer. Yeah, Oakdale with the... Um, with the, the the weapons they have on uh, on offense, uh, Riley Dager, Griffin Vinyl, among others, uh, and, and then uh, their usual strong defense. Yeah, I think they're they're you know by far the you know the the class of the county. But uh, who, who, you know Middletown and and Walkersville actually you know played Oakdale to two ties this year. So. So they're, you know, uh, they're also in the mix uh, along with TJ. TJ played uh, Oakdale Tough, I, I believe it was a 3-2 game. So, so but, uh, you know, Oakdale with the number of returning uh, players, the experience, the usual strong defense, uh, I think is, um, you know, a little bit ahead of, of everybody else. Who are, who are they likely to play in the CMT championship game? Well, uh, that's going to be actually a big, big match tomorrow, uh, Tuscarora. And uh, TJ are 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 gonna are gonna be playing each other, and that and that game may may very well decide uh, who who comes out of the the Spires uh, division. So yeah, Tuscarora. Uh, the past couple of years, they've been you know right, right around five hundred, but now um, you know, they've started to make some some strides and, and come on strong. So so that game uh, tomorrow may may very well you know, just go go along the way go go along the way as far as who who Oakdale plays. Maybe it's just me, but it seems like there's been an abundance of ties in soccer uh, this year. <laughs> I've covered two of them this year. I, I think I'd, I'd covered just one in my previous five years. Yeah, so, I mean, I, did, did you do yeah. a scoreless tie yet? Was a scoreless tie one of your games? Or You know, I, I, I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember. I know, let's see, I know I had a 1-1 tie. I, I can't remember the other one. It, it may have been a, a scoreless tie. No, I think... A, it was two one-one ties actually. Well, I know I've covered a scoreless tie this year, and, and there there have been a couple yep. others that have been close to that. So I, I don't know if it's just uh, the defenses are really strong this year and, <laughs> and tough to crack. If, if if we're missing a bit of a scoring touch this year, or or the, the the teams are just that evenly matched, it's hard to explain. But it seems like ties are mm-hmm. and maybe it's just me, and maybe maybe it's 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 just a norm, another normal year. But it seems like ties are on the increase uh, this year for soccer. Yeah, so. it, could, it could it could be a combination of the two. Um, you know, in terms of you know prolific scores, um, you, you have a few, but maybe it's not as many not as many as as we've had in the in in the past but you know yeah that finishing touch is definitely a big part of it the two i've i've covered you know a lot of uh <laughs> a lot a lot of missed scoring opportunities just uh just can't get in the back of the net right so here we are it's already october 10th just about 9th yep. 10th and, and and the playoffs are less than a month away right and uh and we'll be talking about uh playoff season and 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 who's a contender to win a state title a lot pretty soon too so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yep. Joe, as always, uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, my thanks to uh, Graham Cullen uh, for producing and all of you uh, for, for tuning in every week and listening here on the Final Score. I'm Greg Swatek, and uh, we'll see you back here next week with another episode.